Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It, is it For Real? real? See, I think that time off really helped us. We were yeah. we were in sync with that. Bye, did, bye. I sing, did I sing the song right? I then got my head about that was right, right? Yeah, it's on the yeah. right. Good. I don't know. Good. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> After our week long hiatus, Oof. we were on vacation. A much needed break from the I, yeah, wasn't, I tell you. I wasn't on Oh vacation. yeah. But should we say our names so people yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, sure. You know what? This is Philip. <laughs> and Katie. And Bridget, and I wasn't on vacation last week. I was working the entire week. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I took I was... a half vacation. I was a weekend vacation. And Phil was the, the, yeah, the warmest of porridge or whatever the scale would be for, <laughs> for the Goldilocks. Just you not know? the hot porridge. Hot. He's hot. I'm, I'm medium. Me- you're cold. No, you don't want it to be too hot. Oh. So you're you're your saying mouth. you're the perfect porridge ah, and you're making well, me uh, and Bridget like the, the bad I know. Ones? I'm realizing this is a bad uh, scale to compare it to because Katie, what I was yeah. going for was Vote. like big, medium, small. But what I've realized I've done is devalued vacation. So of course the perfect vacation is the longest vacation, which is sure. what Phil took. That's true. That's true. My like two and a half month vacation that I'm on, which actually ends tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, your babycation. My babycation. Is your baby ready to go to work? <laughs> she better be. <laughs> I got her little briefcase and oh everything. God. Oh, speaking uh, of working women. Yeah, um, take away, Bridget. <laughs> let's get into the movie this week. This is, uh, I'm not going to lie, I just like to be front, up front with you guys. This is one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Look Who's Talking, the first one. There is an actual trilogy for this yeah. set. Yeah. Um, and Kirstie Alley and uh, everybody's favorite Scientologist, John Travolta, <laughs> star in this 1989 film. Mm-hmm. And Kirstie Alley is a, a working lady of the of the 80s. Um, and one of our our old podcast friends, you may have you may recognize Jesse S from the final episode yeah. of Real World Westeros. Um, that was a good one. That yeah. was really good. I miss him. Um, and he, he was a big help. Um, so yeah, Jesse, Jesse picked this movie and um, has some feelings about it. And he's going to give us a brief summary. Y'all want to hear it? Yeah. Please. All right, here we go. Hello, my friends at Is It For Real? It's a friend of the pod, Jesse Soufan, uh, coming in to talk to you today about one of my favorite films from childhood, Look Who's Talking! Um, when I was a kid... I loved watching 80s romantic comedies. Like I would, uh, my dad every single Friday would bring us, would uh, would bring us to get pizza and movies. And in in our life, like nothing was constant. We moved around a lot. Not a military thing, like a running from the law sort of thing. Uh, we'll get into that at a different podcast. But um, we always get like pizza and a movie on Fridays. Well, you know, most of ninety percent of the time. And so I would run to like the the cheap '80s comedy section. I think my my father enjoyed the the uh, the cheapness. I enjoyed the cheap the cheap comedy of the '80s. Um, and one of my favorite films was Look Who's Talking. So I would it was definitely in my rotation of uh, movies that we'd rent. Uh, this movie was I, I I felt like I was in on the adult jokes and like also like uh, the wackiness of it was was really fun. 
Um, I was a huge fan of Christ- Christy Alley and John Travolta. I think Christy Alley was like in so many 80s movies and just uh, just this was like single lady trying to make it vibe, which as like an eight year old, I really identified with. Um, <laughs> so I really enjoyed seeing her. But uh, this this movie in particular, it just um, it's about love in New York. And as I, I also loved seeing like New York City in the 80s or something about it that really that as again, as an eight year old, really, I really responded to Um well, so let me tell you a little bit about this film. Uh, I'm going to recap it from memory. I haven't seen it in a long time, so don't at me if I get things wrong. Uh, we have a single business lady accountant, Kirstie Alley, uh, working at a downtown business as an 80s business lady uh, and who is having an affair with her boss and has her is pregnant with her boss's child, but she doesn't need anything from him. She is just going to make it on her own. Now, uh, Christy Alley is making her way down uh, downtown <laughs> as uh, fully pregnant, and she gives birth in a cab who's been dri- being driven by John Travolta. John Travolta is this wise, talking, uh, no-nonsense, uh, kind of wacky... Uh, that's, yeah, you get the picture. A cab driver from New York City. Uh, with a, he is a, a gruff exterior, but a heart of gold. And he helps her give birth. And he takes her, ends up taking the hospital. And I think they got confused where he was the, they thought he was the dad. So something happened there. Um, and they begin this relationship. Uh, wait, so I have to back up just a second. The beginning of the movie is the most one of the most iconic uh, film moments. It's all the sperm uh, traveling down all the fallopian tube, like uh, traveling traveling through. I don't know. Uh, forgive me again. Uh, <laughs> uh, traveling inside the womb, looking for an egg. And so you have that beautiful moment when the the sperm finds the egg. Also, that's how I learned how babies came from. So it was a bit, it's also very informative. If you don't want to talk to your kids, just put this movie on. And they'll figure it out. Uh, so uh, you have that wonderful uh, opening credit scene. But uh, in the movie, John John Travolta becomes kind of like a fa- father figure to the kid, and the kid is uh, voiced by Bruce Willis. And so you get to hear all his thoughts about what's going on. Um, Christy, of course, they begin uh, a romantic relationship, and you get to see that kind of unfold in Christy Alley's like family of accountants. Um, and then the father comes back in the picture, um, and I, I want to say, like, it tries to be there for the kid, but John John Travolta gets mad because he's the one that's been around, and so of course, like, um, Christy Alley and John Travolta get in a fight. Um, about that, but they, but they love each other at the end of the day, and then, um, and the, all his lost moment is when the baby, um, voiced by Bruce, little Bruce Willis, gets lost in New York City, and they 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 panic and can't find him, and then they get back together and they get in love, and I think that's 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 the movie, that's the plot. I think, um, I think I'm gonna go rewatch that right now. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about the movie. Uh, <laughs> look who's talking! Uh, and if you want to talk about the sequels, I could talk about those all day. There's Look Who's Talking 2 with now canceled Roseanne Barr. And then Look Who's Talking 3 with dogs! A poodle and a, and a mutt! What? They fall in love too. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. man. I know. What a journey Jesse just took us on. Yeah. Huh? An enthusiastic summary. 
always. We can always count on Jesse S to be enthusiastic. I miss Jesse S. Brings it, yeah. Glad he called in. Yeah, he's he's a longtime uh, fan of ours, and uh, this is definitely uh, a movie that he wanted us to to talk about. Should we get into our levels? Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I I can go first. Mine is. my level is going to be Southwest interior design. Cause oh, yeah. I really just remember that scene where the, oh, yeah. the other father mm-hmm. like redecorates his office into like Southwest design. And for whatever reason that makes me just hate that form of like interior design. Yeah. yeah. But it just really stuck with me. So I, I mean, I saw it a few times as a kid, but it's been like 30 years. I'll, I'll make my level camp town sperm races sing this song because what jesse was saying like the iconic scene like when he said that man jesse like i do think that's how i understood how people became pregnant it was as good as any science same like health class video and so i definitely remember that part i remember and actually it's so funny like what he was saying really like rang home where i think i was also proud of myself whenever i watched it for like getting the adult kind of sex jokes like, I knew that that was supposed to be funny, like the personification of sperm. Um, but to be honest, I think I've actually seen the sequels more. Like, in rewatching this movie, huh. I was like, oh, huh. Because, like, there's one sequel that has the Seventh Heaven kid in it that might be, look who's talking now. Uh, yeah. Uh, the third one. And then that I remember, remember the Roseanne Barr one as well. So it was it was interesting to watch this huh. one and to see how much I'd actually just melded, merged mm-hmm. the whole trilogy. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the movie is rated PG-13 and, and my, my watching partner was like, oh, well, this is a movie for kids. And I was like, it's mm. not a movie for kids. I don't it's, think so. I think it's really a movie for grownups, but there is some like, there's just babies in it. I don't right. think it's like, yeah. you know. I agree. Um, totally. My level is uh, a town without pity can do because uh, I love I love the soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, and yes. um, that scene where Kirstie Alley is like sort of strip dancing for her baby. Yeah. And then John Travolta <laughs> comes in and they like dance together. I remember like as a little kid, just like loving that. And I was like, oh, that is my future with John Travolta when I joined Scientology. Mm-hmm. Um, it swings for the fences from the very beginning with the Beach Boys song. Like they oh, yeah. yeah, a lot. Their music soundtrack. budget was insane. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so yeah, the we get in right right what away with the Beach Boys. Well, no, before that, right? We get the other this like the sweet little baby song, the egg travel. I guess. Yeah, there's like a little moment where you see the egg traveling, and there's like right. a sweet song. Um, and then we cut to Albert and Molly, where I wrote down this is like the most beginner improv exposition scene i've ever seen because <laughs> they're like she's like i'm your accountant and we're sleeping together and yeah. we shouldn't do that and it was like you need so to leave your wife right i yep. uh, sorry i just was gonna say I, I i noticed that too and i had a note saying like i think this was my first exposure to the trope of he's never gonna leave her he's never gonna yeah leave her. i think so like the two female like harry met sally kind of does that too um and yeah i think it was like my first thing of like oh that's what men tell women and that's always happening they- they're never going to leave her. They're you know? never going to leave her. You're, when right, I was you're kid, right. I know you're right. When I was a kid, <laughs> I always I couldn't get over the age difference between Albert and Molly. Like, I just was always, huh, yeah. I was like, is that her dad? Like, I, right. I always had a hard time understanding that, like, she wanted to have, what, what I didn't even really know was sex, but that she wanted to, like, do that with him. And I was like, ew. He's not, he's not very appealing. I guess he has no. a lot of money. 
And he was in, also in that sitcom, like Just, Just Shoot, Shoot Me. Me. Yeah, he was yeah, like George the boss. Siegel. Right. Yeah, I like that actor. This yeah. is not in this role necessarily. Just never see him as like a sexy lead. Not that this no. is a lead, but like as a sex yeah. symbol. Yeah, he's always kind of goofy. Weird casting. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, for sure. And he's he's like, what, the CEO of like a Bob's Big Boy don- dynasty? Or like, they call him Chubby Charles. Right. Which is yeah. weird. And I, as a kid, again, like, when they were in his office, I never understood. I, I think I have like a memory of like the My Two Dads house huh. getting mixed up. Oh, with interesting. Office. It's oh just God, like big, like late 80s, early 90s, like furniture. It just didn't make sense to me. I was like, people live in places like this or yeah, work? This totally. is so weird. I never got it. So then, yeah, we have, so the egg goes down, then we have all the sperm that are personified, which a dark look at this would be that only one survives and all the rest die. Um, yeah, I know. I was thinking that this movie was maybe made by the pro-life lobby. A little bit. Real intense, Yeah. And Although, real inaccurate when it comes to the development of a fetus inside. It's you. almost like life starts at ejaculation. Yeah, that's what know? I mean. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I Although wrote that down too. I wrote pro-life question mark. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote down like, man, everything about being a woman is just an entire violation. It's just like yes. these <laughs> fucking sperm eat their way in and like, mm. whoa, like, <laughs> Oh, forget and it. Create that demon fetus puppet. <laughs> it that, was like uh, weird. Yeah, it is a puppet, right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. is that? So I do have a question about this because as a kid, I think I thought that that was real footage of sperm and egg. But that oh, was yeah. meaning like parts of it is puppetry. It's like, it's all fake. Like It's all fake, um, right? Because yeah. they use like fishing it's lines. It's like, right, correct, yeah. Right, pretty cool, yeah, pretty good for fake. I always thought it was real. It, it looks took real. Him, took him like 115 takes to do the sort of fetus puppet thingy. Um, that fetus puppet is uh, so, so weird. Fake. Yeah. There's no way a, <laughs> when you're like two weeks pregnant and you have like a full developed fetus inside. Of oh you, yeah, I know. That again is a very pro life. Yeah, that has like full thoughts. <laughs> yeah, fully formed thought. Anyway, mm-hmm. totally. And hands and and so uh, that was a little. It's a little weird. Um, I do, like Jesse said, I do love the, I love Kirstie Alley's family. I love Olympia Dukakis and like the dad that doesn't talk and they're all accountants and they all just like yeah. play with. And they love it. I love, love it. <laughs> I love Olympia Dukakis. Yeah, Olympia Dukakis always. Do you know totally. that she's Michael Dukakis's cousin? No, I did not I know that. I figured it had to be related. How many Dukakis? Yeah, true. Four. True. But man, I wish I was part of their family. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we get to meet that and then she she takes uh you know molly thinks she's she's pregnant and she takes like the worst pregnancy test this old chemistry set (laughs) drippy chemistry it's like testing the chlorine in a pool it's like super involved and like i don't know if anybody else on this podcast has taken a pregnancy test before i've tested Uh, chlorine before Uh, me too chlorine you guys get it you get it Mm -hmm. but now nowadays pregnancy tests just just saying in general they're a lot looked like she was uh, stuck with in the 80s um but i also resonated a lot uh and i think i remember learning this and maybe this is where i learned it about a biological clock 
and I and didn't. How to fight yeah. your dreams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so what a such a cliche, and I think that's where I learned about it too. And like it's effed up because I think this is where I learned about how it was one day gonna just haunt my nightmares. Grew <laughs> off. Look who's talking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's not a it's not a super pro-woman <laughs> movie. No, I mean, like I said, it has that element of the working mom that... Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's very much... I mean, I guess it's like talking about these, like, things that women have to face and just, like, calling them out and, like, heightening them. But it... I guess, like, it was it was a female writer. It was a female director. Yeah, I... Amy, was that her? Was she the director as well? I think so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, yeah, so we, she also has, Kirstie Alley has a, like, which ends up being her secretary slash best friend. Yeah. Rona. They're not, right, they're not, like, equal co-workers. That's, like, her secretary, It seems right? like she's the assistant. She's, like, a CPA assistant or oh, yeah. something. Assistant, um, yeah. You know who sh- where she's from is she plays Miss Geis in Clueless. Yeah. I love her. I love that actress. Oh. She's mm-hmm. great. I really yeah, enjoy cool. her. Her face is so interesting. She's yeah. just got like a really, she's got actually like a stage actor face, I feel, but she's totally. good for the news too. For some reason, when you said Miss Geis and Clueless, I heard Mrs. Peacock from Clue. And I was like, <gasps> oh, oh, I do God. love her. And then I was like, they don't look, they must <laughs> right. have like really changed her look. Right. When I was, when I was reading it, I, it said Clueless and I thought Clue too. And I was trying to like figure out who she was. I'm like, oh no, Miss Geis got Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a nice little friendship. Um, totally. Yeah. Yes. I totally love that. Oh my gosh. Ooh, actually, I've got to pull up my notes. My um, next note. Well, I have a note that just says, "I love Olympia Dukakis with five exclamation points." But after that, I said, "Men shouldn't be allowed to be doctors." Um, because, man, like, what a terrible experience yeah. with your gyno, and then like. Do we already talk about this? How like he tells how far along he is by just like pulsating yeah. your stomach? Like I'm pretty sure you can't tell that way. I, no, super. We, we brought in a pregnancy expert on this. I was this gonna movie. say yeah. I was thinking about our pregnancy expert. We used our our budget, a large portion of our budget for yeah, this. Yeah, the Patreon and, uh, funding. Some of it was very accurate. That this was called out as complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like yeah, just sort of like tapping on your stomach. Be, oh, you're this yeah. Yeah. Force coding it weeks. to the baby. Yeah, right. Uh, um, do we talk about the first uh, instance where she says she's artificially inseminated and we get the first of a few not cool lesbian uh, references? Or like yeah. the mom's like, only ugly women and lesbians get artificially inseminated. Mm-hmm. Did I blank? Did I black out? <laughs> I didn't oh. even. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> we were waiting yeah. for that. It's yeah. I was, yeah. Ugh. This is what you do Ugh. if you are ugly or a lesbian. Wow. Well, <laughs> great. <laughs> There's another comment too, I think I wrote down later on. But I'm going to take, take one exclamation point away from Olympia Dukakis for that. <laughs> one she thing, still has four. She didn't write it. That's true. She just she, delivered it so like so much like butter that I didn't even hear it. <laughs> Oscar winning talent is what it is. One, you know? so one thing I really love about this movie that I love a lot about 80s movies in general is the montage. Yeah. And I, think, I think they hit on a few pretty good uh, montages. So we have the like growing the baby montage, but it was like about fat shaming. <laughs> no kidding, man. Yeah, with the scale. I know. Oh, right. Yeah. She's like, I weigh 135 pounds. And I'm like, <laughs> 
<laughs> pregnant. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So that was a little, but I, again, I think that's a product of the eighties and just like the, the weight watchers, like Nutrisystem genre of like, well, you don't want to gain weight. And like the dumb dad says it too. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, he's supposed to be weight. terrible, but yeah. But I did like that Ro- Rona was helping her like put her crib together yeah. and stuff like that. Was I know. I, yeah. Yeah. Beat the crib together as well. <laughs> you know. Um, so Albert, Albert's the worst. He well, he's going through a selfish phase right now. Um, <laughs> I remember is, that yeah. pretty clearly, which we find out later, right? Bad timing, I know. Yeah, yeah, and he's like uh, talking about his wife Beth, and then also how he's in love with Melissa. He's just he's the worst. Oh, that was the other weight stuff. It was all of his yeah. wife's bulimia. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah little bit obsessed with that. It just felt, it, this movie, even though I really like it, feels a little bit like a Kathy cartoon come to life. Like, <laughs> totally. Weight loss. I know. I have right next to like pro-life lobby funded and then it's like anti-bulimia lobby funded. <laughs> What's happening? Like yeah. why yeah. are they so like totally um, calling, yeah, anti, this, it's yeah, so they, they were, to it. It's so they were poo-pooing on pretty well. Yeah, uh, like kind of implying that it's like a fake disease or something. It's like totally weird. So, yeah, I couldn't tell if they were implying that the wife having it was fake. Maybe. Um, I mean, the wife, that, yeah. They were painting the wife as a hot mess, but. Well, that's coming from Albert, a unreliable narrator. Good point. My next um, note is about Kirstie Alley's squeak voice. <laughs> What is that voice? Like, it's not vocal fry, but it's like a specific thing where every time she does, it's like that she like squeaks in the middle. She's raspy. She is a rasp, but she always has had that voice. She had it on Cheers and it's like just to what her vocal quality is. It's like kind of raspy. And then, yeah, it's like, it's like they get tighter. So she squeaks, but I think it is, it's not, it probably doesn't hurt her voice. I don't think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we heard that a lot when she goes into labor and she gets a taxi cab yeah. uh, from John Travolta. She does not give birth in the cab, like Jesse yeah. said. But I can I see remembering at Jesse, you know. <laughs> my, this would not stand. My movie watching partner who dipped in and out um, also had a memory of the movie opening with her giving birth in a taxi cab. So I feel like that's a common mismemory. Yeah, Although, I do too. Yeah, I want to reiterate, I love the mistakes, not even just mistakes, but oh, like the yeah, misremembering because it shows how these, like the 20, however many years between when yep. you wa- people watched it and now of how it like changes your perception. So totally. please people keep like- Don't yeah. do research and don't watch no. it right before giving no, your- do it, do it fresh. Do it yeah, fresh. do it fresh. Yeah. So Molly's in labor and she gets to the hospital and they do mistake John Travolta as her husband. Because he gets the scrubs, which I didn't get to wear scrubs. Scrubs and a mask? I, I, I'm just curious as you, to why he was the only person in the delivery room with a mask on. I think that used to be like a thing is like they would make those dirty, dirty fathers wear complete scrubs <laughs> and like a mask. Just right, because you weren't like scrubbing in. I don't know. It's diff- Things are so different now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they also like gave her drugs you know, death. after she turned into Michael J. Fox from Teen Wolf. She's oh. dead. For a keg. <laughs> Give me, me a keg of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It was okay. the same. Um, but yeah, like, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Also, when John Travolta picks her up, he calls her a lesbo. 
in the taxi cab. Was I just yeah. drunk while watching Probably. this film? I don't remember the lesbo part. Am I just hearing what I want to hear? Because Wait, why he did asked, he say that? Well, he asks her like who the baby daddy is. And she's like, I'm art- I was artificially inseminated. It's a callback basically to the mom. Got it. And then he says, what are you, a lesbo? What are you, a lesbo? Man, we're lesbians she's even... she's not an I guess. <laughs> <laughs> were lesbians even, like, doing that then? Or was it just, like, what Apparently. people thought? Okay. Well, that's like, a good question. Part of me was like, oh, wow, that's progressive. That kind everyone of. just thinks, oh, yeah, it's, it's great that lesbians can... Kind of, because you know, it's, like, be easy, like, now. So yeah. I can imagine then. That's true. That's true. Moving backwards. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we are moving backwards in time and space. Mm. Either way, like whatever drug they gave her, Demerol or whatever, like I don't, I don't know that giving that to her is the right thing to do at that time, or you know, it just seems. There's a window for it. This is um, if if you want to get drugs, yeah. yeah, and yeah. generally from my. Uh, like sample size of one, you do want to get drugs. I know um, that that sample size of one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. If you wait too long, you can't get it because right. it's a spinal right. tap. Yeah. And, um, that happened. But they just injected her like through the IV. Oh right, um, which would be different. That's like sort of the post birth drug. Yeah, that's not right. an epidural. Yeah, right. so that was there's weird. a window for an epidural. Yeah. My grandmother got it too late and had like this terrible back thing after. Oh god. Right. Yeah, really rough. And it seems yeah. like like a grandmother's drug. Like that's a long time ago. Like that's Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1947. Yeah. That was my guess. <laughs> and then we get into another trope which actually I pulled a John Travolta on this is where they want the dad to cut the umbilical cord and I just don't get why that's a thing. Wait, like, did you do it? Did you did they offer that to you? Yeah. And, and you they were sort no. of weird they were weirded out that I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My mechanic doesn't ask me if I would like pour in the oil, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm good. You... I remember, I remember watching that and it being the first time I think I'd seen that. And I was like, that must hurt so bad. Like with, as a kid. Yeah. As a kid thinking, thinking like who's getting cut. That doesn't look good. And like, they kind of mess up the first, he, he like, clips wrong and then does it uh, i don't know it just gives me the squeams fun fact about me that might give you more squeams is that i have an umbilical hernia so what that means is like <laughs> when you cut it i it's like it was it's too still much. attached to her mom it was i have an audi belly button because it goes inside and outside so they couldn't cut it all the way so it was like I had like something hanging off for a while that just fell off after a Every, while. Everyone well, does. Every, every baby has that. Yeah. Right. But mine was like very big and then didn't fall off all the way. So like my, I have an Audi and it goes inside. Let's it's like see. a sack. I've, I've seen it. You've yeah. seen it. I've made yeah. Phil push it I've in. Seen your, I've seen your belly button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like, I just want, I suppose this is an audio podcast. Yeah, I should all have of taken our, time. You listeners are missing out. Let me describe your belly button. Katie has a really cute tummy and her belly button sticks out like a little pod of like a bean It pod. does. And when I eat, it pops out like a turkey yeah. that's done. You pop it back in. Full. <laughs> oh right. my God. I love it. So yeah, anyways- um, Baby gets born and uh, John Travolta comes by to deliver her. Well, before purse. that, really oh, yeah. quick, before that, uh-huh. the the little scene where Kirstie Alley's like looking at all the babies in the nursery and like, oh, you're yeah. all there 
voices, including like a really affected like one's voiced by Hank Azaria, I think. One is appeal. yeah, yeah, and uh, but then it's, it is a little moment where she, it's sweet and she's like talking to the baby and she's like, you know, like you don't have a daddy, but you don't need one, and like we're gonna be okay. And I really yeah, yeah. Um. So then. Philip, you were saying. Oh yeah, so they, we I guess it cuts to a little bit later. Um, three days. Has, yeah, three days and all of the baby's teeth, if I recall correctly. Or is that not yet? Um, not yet, but the baby's still very alert and very big for the yeah, totally. uh, He's pretty so alert she, even in the beginning, but yeah. John, yeah, I think that's why they cast that baby because it wasn't a pretty baby. It was an <laughs> yeah. uggo, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with a though, but it yeah. was an uggo. <laughs> Philip gave that baby an uggo rating. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh. I don't mess around. Um, so yeah, John Travolta comes by to deliver uh, the purse and also move in on this lady um, and instantly becomes her babysitter. Yeah. After me, I, I noted John Travolta as a very close talker. Did you guys notice that? He's like in her face and her space immediately. Um, I have to say, like, if I was from a foreign planet, like, I don't know, one where people from Scientology come from. But if I didn't know John Travolta, I would be like, he's so cute and like yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like his prime of like cuteness and like... Well, Something I was reading and maybe Fildo too is like he, I guess, st- stated that this character is closest to him, who he actually is, which I think makes sense because it read is pretty genuine. Yeah. Like it yeah. almost seems like improvised in some points. I think both he and Kirstie Alley are actually really good oh. artists, like really good actors, uh, even though this movie is a little silly for sure. Um, but no, someone li- sitting on my couch was also uh, very much infatuated with uh, John Travolta. In yeah, this movie. he's cute. He's very cute totally. in this movie. He's not an uggo. No. <laughs> no. But as I mentioned to Katie and Phil earlier, I have fallen down a Scientology hole. I was, I've was i been listening to a podcast that Leah Remini is on and then watching Going Clear. Um, I saw that. That was cool. And woo, what a world. I, I never knew there was so much nautical theme in Scientology. Oh, I guess I missed that. It's a whole nautical, it's tons, like, there's this, what is it called, C-Corp or C-something, and it's, like, oh, right. all these people yeah. that dress like they're in the Navy, and, like, L. Ron Hubbard, like, was obsessed with military and dressed like the military, It and I, I was, like, I had no idea, I thought it was about space aliens, but uh, it is, um, and, a, and a whole bunch more, that's a whole other podcast, but John Travolta, I don't, I don't understand it, and, like, his family, and he, his son passing away, and, like, how they basically didn't do anything to help him because they don't believe in medicine. It's just wild. Yeah, it's, wild. it's crazy. So for all our Scientology listeners out there, um, you're crazy. You're um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I have, I just can't anymore these days. Um, so so Molly is going to go on a date, and um, James James comes over and he like basically tells the date like Molly doesn't like to be the doors to be open for her and all that good stuff. Also like, so in this scene, he reali- he decides not to pay, but not only that, he just ignores her. So he'll like, he <laughs> yeah. just, I'm gonna go look at this movie poster. <laughs> not even like, if I were like allowing, you know, my date to pay for the cab, I would stand right next to her. You know, like still well, converse with her, not being like, you handle this here. And like split it. Right. right exactly like i didn't understand that and it was funny when yeah she, yeah she's like liberated yeah 
I skipped another that? montage I just wanted to bring up, which was the crying baby montage. There are there are multiple montages in this movie. So oh yeah, the waking up. The, to... Yeah, the waking up and the crying. Oh sure. Did we talk about like yeah? Well, it might have. Never mind. I'm gonna save it for a dumber. I think. Go ahead. Oh wait, I skipped. Well, he. Uh, so Jonathan. What's his name? Jonathan Travolta. <laughs> Travolta. <laughs> he he. I skipped a part. So he he. Sure. He's been sending mail to yeah. Molly's apartment, and then like stealing it through the cracks. I don't really understand that part. Yeah. Because he wants his grandpa to be able to move into a a, a better assisted a Manhattan living. Manhattan assisted living place. Yeah. yeah. Fancy. So that's when he volunteers to babysit. And that's when the whole bad date thing right. happens. Molly Correct. goes on other bad dates. Uh, and then she imagines all those creepy men, like being the father to her son, like the guy that's like really uh, intense about cleanliness and things like that. He, she imagines what that would be like to have them as fathers to her child. They were listed as Mr. Impatient and Mr. Anal in the credits. <laughs> I read uh, that. It reminds me, it's such like a early 90s. I know this movie is late, late 80s, but it's just like th- this like trope of women dating these like ridiculous men in New York City. Yeah. Like these men, like you would walk out of that date. You know what I mean? There's no way that like the date with these people end up like finishing dinner um even like the accountant guy it's like don't go to the movie afterwards first of all don't set up a date that it's dinner and a movie that's bananas. first date that's dinner yeah, and you can take a cab somewhere with somebody no. funny oh. enough funny enough mr impatient and mr anal is the name of really good porn i just wanted to recommend <laughs> 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 that's funny i guess what the latter's role would be i'm trying to think what like the former's would be you have be. to watch it i'm not okay. going to tell you Thank no you. spoilers no Thanks, spoilers yeah. this is not a spoiler <laughs> podcast <laughs> i know oh my god this is not a spoiler podcast it's somebody just like screaming the whole time come on <laughs> just, you're not you're that's, not too far off Katie. normal yeah there we go well okay so so okay at the mail when he's de- stealing the mail, that's when he becomes the babysitter and that's when he steals the baby yes. the first time. Right. And, and at one point, I don't know when this is, but the kid becomes four years old. Right. Well, there's when a, the, is there's, there's a, there's a, this is after that, there's a growing up montage. There's an in-between kid and then there's yeah. like a four-year-old child. He's not four, he's a toddler. He's two? like two. Yeah, he's like one and a half. Yeah, I think he's, he's mm-hmm. one and a half or two. He's but walking. The question, I guess, I don't know. I have so many questions about the logistics of like looking who is talking. Sure. <laughs> Meaning, like, Use well, there's a point. Ears yeah, well, there's a point. Eyes. Yeah, there's a point where like they're in the sandbox and like the kid, they're like, they're talking, and you're just not sure if the intention of the filmmakers were to make it look like the kids are actually talking with their their mouths. Yeah. And they're inserting, like, kind of like you would give a horse peanut butter and, like, insert a voice. Or if it's an internal dialogue. Because it goes back and forth. Like, sometimes it's just this internal dialogue. And then sometimes, like, it's like they're actually saying it. But I think it's because, like, the kids are alone. So they can, like, hear each other. So it's like... So they're like, bah, 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 bah. It's like the two kids and the strollers have the conversation, That's the same. Yeah, it was a similar thing. And then, like, my other question with it that I remember having as a kid and kind of being, like, really kind of confused where it was like, at what point does this internal dialogue switch to an external expression? Like, are kids still babbling? Or, like, are kids saying, dada, mama, like, I want... You know what I mean? Like, um... 
it's not a smooth transition of like having that much mental awareness and then being even like nine years old. Anyway, I think it's that more that, that the all the kids have the shine sort of like from the shining that they yeah. can just sort of like communicate with each other that like way. Telepathically. Yeah. And then the whole thing with them moving their lips, I think just early in production, and this is my guess is that they tried to have them not or sync up and it was just going to take way too many takes and so like move move your lips or don't move your lips it it really doesn't matter we're just going to film you do you guys think that they this is another question i had like do you think that they just filmed kids and then they improvised they looked back and they played basically the improv game of like foreign language or whatever and they just like improvised the dialogue or did they have kind of an idea of what they wanted to say i think both i was thinking about that a lot especially like in the scene where mikey at the end of the movie gets into the car and he's like I mean, I think they coached him through doing during certain things, but I think the I think the language probably changed a lot. Um, like they knew they wanted him to like put a key in the car or things yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I do think that was like a little improvised. Also, I love that little sandbox baby. Yeah, like the daddy, the da- you know, the daddy. Well, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I like the woman that whose voice sounded like Julia Sweeney that like got a haircut that she wasn't sure about. I like yeah. that one. At, that it wasn't a good haircut. It was you know? terrible. It was yeah. terrible. Of course, Bangs. her mother did it. Yeah, I think that. I think that. The, I think. I mean, obviously, this is not real, Katie. But I think that, like, <laughs> the idea is that, like, you know, these little babies know more, think more, and see more than we give them credit for. But then, like, yeah, that the language is delayed. Doesn't catch up. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe it I, just maybe you catch up finally when you're like thirty. You only catch up when you want John Travolta to be your dad. Dad. That's true. true. But no, I, I sort of think babies are dumb. It's my. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're they're cute but uh Dumb. not intelligent yeah take also there's one scene in sort of the babies making friends <gasps> montage where uh mikey gives another baby just a straight regular handshake and it was yeah! the weirdest thing in the world i was like totally babies like i get that they do like fake baby handshakes but this was like a businessman's handshake where it just like let me like, touch hey, your man. Yeah. yeah how about it, them bears it, weir- yeah, it totally. weirded me out uh so my yeah dog that, is, my dog is being extra vocal tonight because he's upset that she she's a, sorry sorry she. she's upset uh, she's upset that we're not doing look who's talking now now the one with dogs um, yeah that's true so um they, so yeah so then we katie then there's the montage about where he grows sorry. up and uh grandma fixes molly up with an accountant um this is a question i have is that like olympia dukakis when she comes over that's not the first time she's met her grandkid i don't think so I don't it's think almost so. played like that though right because she's like you yeah. know who i am i'm like whoa i think i think she would maybe ask that every time she comes though because she's like wanting you know, the kid yeah, to know she wants who she the is. kid to say grandma anyway so this is where she this is where they she goes out with a guy who's a schmuck but i do like this i like the little moment where um baby Bruce Willis is trying to change the TV to the snuggle. And he's like the bear show. And it's like a snuggle, snuggle commercial. Yeah. Snuggie, whatever the, ugh, the Charmin. Or the Charmin. Snuggle. Snuggle. Snuggle bear. Snug- yeah. Snuggles and the, the guy's like football. No football, which I don't believe either for him, but it's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the playoffs. Wouldn't he just take the remote from the kid though? Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, then the mom doesn't know why the baby's crying. But if you're just like 
allowing the kid, which I assume this is the way it went, he was, the kid's holding the remote and he would, the date would just push the button, the kid would push it back, right? Is that how that went down? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think as a, as a kid watching this movie, it did do a really good job of like, it was almost like I was a kid, it was almost like I could tap into it or something because I probably watched this movie when I was like nine. But like, it did do a good job of how frustrating it is when adults don't understand what you want, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, God, it's so frustrating. Also, there's a really cute montage scene where John Travolta dances around with uh, the, like, stuffed animals and then oh yeah, with the baby and he's, like, throwing them up in the air and it's Do you think dangerous. every movie post-Saturday Night Fever had, like, a contract with John Travolta that he has to do a dancing? Mm-hmm. Like, he just needs to? Yeah. Because it wasn't written in the original script. It was just when he was signed on, they put dancing into the movie. For Did real? He dance it? Yeah, that's true. Oh, interesting. Did he dance in Michael? Uh, I believe, Michael. yeah. There's that one Phenomenon. with the wings. He, he sort of does a strip tease with the wings. Sort but yeah, of I mean, him. like Grease, Hairspray. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I don't know what else. Swordfish. Swordfight. in that? Swordfish, yeah. Get Shorty. We're just listing John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say Battleship Down or whatever that really bad Scientology. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I, gosh. Yeah, I, I want, had, like, dreadlocks. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I need to just watch that one day. That though. would be an interesting... In Going watch. Clear, in Going Clear, they have a lot of footage of him talking on a movie set where he's wearing fatigues. What movie is that from? Oh, probably um, Face Off or Broken uh, Arrow. Broken he, Arrow, I bet. He's wearing, a, like, an a army outfit. Oh, I can't believe I forgot Face Off. Yeah. That's they're, make, they're doing a remake of that. No. Yeah, they are. With it's... who? Please be with Nick Cage and John Travolta. <laughs> yes. They've already had a lot of face work. I don't know if you can... They've it's... already had a face off. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up, but it was like with oh someone God. that sounded imp- like I was like, oh, that could be somewhat good, even though so they good. don't need to remake that movie. It's like Matt Michael Fassbender or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That movie's so great. Um. So then... Um, so Mikey talks with his friend in the strollers where he talked about that. The town without pity scene, which I adore. Um, because that's when like, that's when like some sexual tension kind of gets broken and they like almost kiss in front of the baby. And she's like, you mean, sorry. Yeah. When he walks in and he starts like freak dancing her from behind. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about this, like, how good of a friend would it have to be for somebody to come into your apartment and just do that? Like, this is where I really lost in this movie when they become a couple. Like, when they actually, like, they never actually have sex, right? Well, it's, they, they, it, I think they, be, they, I don't think they have sex, but I think they become a couple after the, the first time, kind of, like, when she defends grandpa for eating too much chocolate. Yeah, and then he, like, kisses her on the cheek at the... It's a real, like, blurry they, they transition. A, they, they do have, then, like, a bona fide make-out scene. Yeah. After is, that. Right, and that's where they're, like, starting to get together, but then she visualizes... Like, I know. She has, a, like, a sex daydream or something like that. Well, she, that's what yeah, I, that's she's, what I have written down. She does. She, I mean, just like she's done with these other dates, she's, like, projecting five years into the future of, like, what her life would be. And I guess, like, with John Travolta, they are, like, Irish immigrants in the 1800s. <laughs> they like, did kind of go stew. on a, they did go on a date. Like, he took her flying, and that was, like, a date. Yeah. So maybe oh, that's the starting point. I guess so. 
Yeah, that's after that's after he kisses her on the cheek. Yeah, right. It's just then, kind of like a pretty smooth transition into. Yeah, I think um, I think we're supposed to like suspend a lot of reality. Like the baby gets bigger, their their relationship yeah. develops. True, you know. Um, and then uh, Molly gets ordered by her boss to go do the taxes for the baby daddy. Yeah, because nobody else can handle Chubby Charles's account. Oh, I know. That's a real like MacGuffin. Yeah uh is it a macguffin what's a macguffin katie <laughs> well did i misuse it <laughs> no tell us well isn't a macguffin like a my scene my my couch partner may have implied that that word wasn't being used <laughs> properly a, a macguffin is what, a wait, what I, like just now he said that <laughs> he like screamed you, it no you were using it uh, a couple of times in a couple podcasts ago but well, this is what I think it is, but I, so I'm going to argue that I've used it properly. <laughs> All right, in the past, tell me, I just right looked now. it up. I just looked it up. I so know what tell. it is, but. It's yeah. like a, a thing, like a, a belief that we're all just going to believe in some movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a truth, like a thing that's like not real, but you're like, okay, this is going to be real for this, this movie. Like. It's a little opposite of that. I think <laughs> it says, it says. Wait. It says a MacGuffin is an object, device, or event that is necessary to the plot and the motivation yeah. of the characters, but insignificant, unimportant, or irrelevant in itself. Like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction or um, basically anything that someone has to go get, like in like National Treasure, what, like the, I guess yeah. that one, you know, since it is like the Declaration Is that how you meant it? Well, wait, Here's wait. my retort what you to call that. Him, what did you call a MacGuffin? Again? Here's my retort. I don't know what it is. <laughs> MacGuffin the crime dog. I've been using it 100% wrong for nearly a decade. I thought, I thought it was a, something you ate at McDonald's in the morning. <laughs> well, I thought it was more of like just something, an agreed upon truth in a movie to, to forward the plot. But it sounds like it's more of an object. It's like always it this like object that you have to like get. I didn't know it was an object. constantly chasing. I, chasing it after it says it's a it's yeah. a dev- oh, it could be a device like a or a device i think i've been like kind of like simultaneously like using it synonymous with a plot device like i don't think of it as an object i think of it as more of like this belief right. system it's usually an object but it, it really is just a plot device to it's this driving thing that as you said doesn't matter um a widget yeah, I, if you will in my head that doesn't matter that's new to me so, so your, like your couch mate is way on it good call out i accept well, <laughs> for an example for our listeners would be uh like in the marvel universe the infinity stones serve at times as MacGuffin. okay um for <laughs> that definitely you. helps our listeners and until maybe they like podcasters. until they can actually do stuff but I mean, when when they're just these like we need the hope. Yeah, stone. they they talk about it a lot, and they're important, but nobody knows like what they do or why. But, yeah, right. What did I just say? It was see now I, this movie. I don't know what we were talking about. Uh, was it uh, them flying or no? Oh, 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 her having to go do the taxes for the baby daddy. Yep. <laughs> and I Which would I don't argue- think I'm using that right. Like right, the because- guy. He, I mean, I guess what I meant was, is like this, that her boss is just like insisting that this happens. And obviously in the real world, this would not have to happen. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a just a regular old plot contrivance. Yeah, I think plot it, contrived device. Yeah. Yeah. MacGuffin. Look, if I you think get, what happened was, is when I learned the word MacGuffin, I didn't know the term plot device. So they should. If we can't talk this stuff out on our podcast, <laughs> right. when can we? 
um so she goes there and the baby daddy shows up and and he's like it, and i love this because like little baby james is like oh what's that tiny tiny metal objects i'm gonna break those like he's baby in mikey office. baby my what did he say baby james which is oh. a bit of a macguffin if you will <laughs> <laughs> it's about time someone got a name wrong slip, so. it's a macguffin yeah. of a macguffin if i ever macguffed um yeah. but yeah so baby <laughs> baby mikey like wants to destroy all the things in chubby mikey Charles's. who's referred to as like mickey even like the yeah. father knows so little about him that he literally doesn't know his name and what was i gonna say um yeah the the dad the like biological father like at first was like very chill with not having him break like he was fine with him breaking stuff yeah. Like I, I would have assumed that writing it, he would have like sort of snapped it. Like, yeah, don't play with like those. Those are very expensive. But he was yeah. like, eh. One thing I did notice this time that I never, ever, ever noticed before, like you mentioned the Southwestern yeah. office, <laughs> is he has this whole monologue in the first scene about his decorator coming and changing he from Art Deco so to, to about it. Southwestern from this like all tribe. all of it is from the Yucatan. Like yeah. all of it is based on a trip he took to Cancun <laughs> and it's just whatever is a half an hour bus trip around Cancun. It's but I was, yeah, like I, I never noticed before that the office did change dramatically from Art Deco. That is <laughs> yeah. all I noticed when I watched to whatever it. he said. Like I was just, I was, that was, I was like, wow, that's yeah. to a weird MacGuffin. It's right. interesting <laughs> that I definitely, one of my memories from this movie is her slamming that, diaper on the table with yeah. in my kid brain that ruined the desk like he had to get rid of the desk yes me too and it is interesting to re-remember and re-watch george siegel's reaction like you said phil and it's like kind of like of a man who has two kids and they're like oh fine whatever but in my memory of it he got so upset and like he wasn't revealed himself happy. to be a jerk he wasn't happy but it's marble like poop will just wipe off marble yeah totally it's not yeah it's not totally. like wood even i mean it's not the most non-porous rock out there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, not, it's not granite. It's not granite. But, uh, um, but before that, um, you know, we had his baby. head explode. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a fun fantasy. There's a lot. I like the fantasies. Uh, before that even happens, baby daddy shows up at the apartment to hang with James or to hang with baby Mikey. And, oh, yeah. and James and super inappropriate. Yeah. Super inappropriate. And James and, and Albert get into a fist fight. Yeah. Where they like destroy everything in Molly's apartment. A physical fist fight in front of the kid, only yeah. to be followed by um John Travolta like getting pissed at Molly for not for telling him that it was like a sperm donor and not Albert. And then he grabs But that's her because arm. he thought she was a lesbian. I know. I don't like that part. That's like my my note um, where like I feel like all 80s male protagonists are just like the baseline is like low key abuse. Like it's just the bar is so low. It's really yeah. it's really upsetting. Yeah. And and uh, also like I think if you got hit over the head that many times with like a telephone, you might have a concussion. Yeah. That those yeah. those old timey telephones were really like sturdy you know i think i was looking away during this fight oh but the main point is that <laughs> you don't no, like violence i don't like violence it's like i covered my <laughs> eyes nora tell me when it's over yeah she covered uh, your eyes yeah, yeah totally um, no but it just this would be the quickest like john travolta would be 
this guy. Oh, so I was thinking quickly. about that. Like there were they weren't evenly matched in I know. any way. Yeah, like, that's true. Even the idea that John Travolta couldn't shove the door shut was almost like unrealistic. But then he sort of pulverized him. Yeah. So, but uh, also the fact that he did that is like absolutely a reason to never have him near your son. Like that officially makes him a worse John Travolta father. Yes, like having this crazy fit fight in your fist fight in your apartment in front of your kid, destroying your stuff. Remember, he stole the baby on day one. So I mean, the bar is very low. Yeah, that's true. And took him to an airplane hangar. Right. We forgot to say that joke about uh, when the baby's looking at the boobs. And... Oh, right, yeah. And this they just come in, in different sizes. Those boobs are not bigger than Kirstie Alley's. They're uh, in a tank top. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> our, our resident boob expert. For that news <laughs> yeah. My boob expert. Now it's time for Boob Corner with Katie Long. <laughs> I, I demand from here on out that every podcast has a boob corner in it and, and Katie talks about <laughs> a cup Go I'm on. for it yeah I'm and no matter what movie it is and yep. like I know I'm thinking about the ones we've already done and all the opportunities we've missed <laughs> to go back and edit it in <laughs> yeah uh, so um they so they go to they go to visit grandpa well no we find out that grandpa has a problem he's become irate because unfortunately the the orderly at the, the retirement home gave him too many chocolate bars which makes him irate i have a note before this i think i just need everyone to know that that nanny is not a native spanish speaker oh <laughs> oh yeah like she has a nanny and james which she's yeah. not yeah they're not really <laughs> she's just not a native spanish speaker and he mumbles something and then kind of speaks spanish but i was like you you couldn't hire a spanish to i have to tell part. you i understood what she said yeah i bet you did because she's <laughs> <laughs> pretty enunciated that's what i mean i was like yeah. well i pretty much understood that thank you yeah yeah exactly very <laughs> dumbed down american english it's just very enunciated. very enunciated I, mm-hmm. I got all of it i was like wow i can speak spanish i mean oh. it's yeah totally I have um, a quick question, just because it's a word in my notes that I, I honestly can't remember the scene. I have aerobics. That's yeah. Written down. Molly uh, comes in after that fight in her aerobics outfit. Which is bananas. It's bananas. It's she very... has these like crazy like MC Hammer pants yes. that she's been doing aerobics in. Yeah. Aerobics are like MC Hammer pants and like a one-piece bathing suit. And that's what she had asked you know, with the whole reason James was coming was because she had to go to aerobics. Right. It was and I guess like, the other nanny was there when she was working. I didn't realize that she had two nannies. She must be very rich. Um, I didn't know. I had no idea. Accountants. Yeah, man. accountants. Um, okay, so she, they, she gets the call because she's on the emergency list that Grandpa's irate. She takes him without a car seat in a taxi cab. Also... <laughs> Yeah, earlier James puts Mikey in the front seat of the taxi cab. Yeah. In a car seat. 80s. Well, 80s cabs were known to be very, very safe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he drives so crazy. It's so unsafe. Um, so she, and she's on like the grandpa's list because like her address, like she kind of right, helped him correct. get in, in there because of yeah. her address, right? Okay, yeah. I think he also asked her to like sign papers with him. Like right. as husband and wife, right? Like I think so. It she was keeps like, on referring to him as her husband. Well, I think she did that just to get through the door. But I think yeah. he asked her to like 
be be a witness or be a helper like he he, he did help with the paperwork yeah Cause she because she's smart and he's dumb yeah yeah totally um and then you know grandpa's situated but meanwhile like mikey has run away and like i i'm sorry but like why does that one orderly or nurse say he'll watch the baby and then he just leaves <laughs> what this place doesn't have it together like i mean the whole there's this whole joke about how he asks an orderly to give him a candy bar every day and then he says no problem and the only reason like oh he doesn't speak a word english and then it's like oh well can he stay of course he can no he can't because apparently he beat the shit out of yeah like that grandpa definitely needs a higher level of care like this is not about an orderly administering a candy bar every day so it was like the quickest resolution although i want to see the nursing home that he was in before yeah that was apparently worse that john travolta had to do mail fraud in order to get his dad and into this stellar place the so non-manhattan it, one whatever it was question Kenosha, is it his or, father or it's his grandfather grandfather he is says it, grandfather but then the grandfather says the grandpa says like yeah the, my only daughter-in-law that loves me or whatever but is it because he's but, dementia maybe I don't but know. he he calls him grandpa and assures that it's grandpa yeah, they make a lot of jokes about his teeth falling out. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the other part that I feel like was Vigoda. probably. Oh yeah, a pagoda it was a little improvised. <laughs> Are you guys saying a pagoda? I know <laughs> a pagoda, um, yeah. where like Mikey's like playing with the grandpa's like a pagoda's eyebrows. Like I feel like that part could have been just like play freely, and then we'll do the voice yeah. later. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's kind of cute. So Mikey, nobody's watching him because Grandpa's like hitting on this woman, which I think is really funny um and then he runs away and they're like she's gonna call the police again here's the alley um almost she almost calls the police a lot and then like this tow truck driver like leaves the door open to the car he's towing and like never checks it yeah and it's still open he never double checks um, and how does a toddler like climb up that high that's very high off the ground. i don't know how she saw him in that car she didn't. <laughs> it was just the the clue of the toy. Okay, um, and then he's like, he's in the car. He I mean, I mean, the door was open, and his arm was kind of hanging out, which is not good yeah. for a lot and, of reasons. And I don't know if I remembered it or if it was just like such heavy exposition because, like, while they do this whole scene in the beginning with the other baby, actually, it's like even another actor that's like, how to do the keys, how to do the gas, how to turn the wheel, and oh, I can drive. And you're like, this has got to be building up to something because this took five minutes. Oh, yeah. It was a lot. Chekhov's car. Yeah. Whatever. Classic MacGuffin. Such a MacGuffin. (laughs) One, two, three, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Also, when the kid is in the car sort of pretending to drive, the seat is all the way pushed up (laughs) and there's just no reason why he would like... The, yeah, the right. tow truck driver yes. put like a booster seat in there oh with God. like <laughs> cranked it up just it's in like, case an infant comes yeah. in here and wants to pretend to drive. It's yeah. like Maggie from the beginning of the yeah, Simpsons exactly. credits. So like the the they find they chase this car and James drives very recklessly through the city and causes like a whole bunch of car accidents and also just people to have like anxiety Eight and like died. PTSD. Yeah. And like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the, like high stakes, high stakes. And then, cause he cuts to this alley and then like 16 cars crash into each other and they're like the baby, which I get, but I'm like, 
are they responsible for that? Like, are they going to have to pay yeah, for all that? What, um, my movie watching partner was saying is like, is that like, like manslaughter? Like, wouldn't they be charged with like um, abandonment and neglect or something? Like, it's pretty nuts. Like if the baby yeah. died or? No, like just for all the wreckage. Yeah, like, all the baby at the, the middle of the street. And people and could have even, been injured from that. Yeah, which people definitely were because this was even before airbags, it seems too. Like these oh, cars yeah. are wrecked. They shot out of that alley and crossed four streets blind, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. And then, like, it's weird because he scoops him up and, like, John Travolta's reaction to, like, getting the kid is very believable. It's like, oh, my God, quick, quick, quick. And then Kirstie Alley's like, wow, he doesn't even have a scratch on him. And it's like, what? Like, your kid well, definitely almost died and you watched it happen. It was, this like, is a unbreakable prequel. Um, yeah bruce Ooh, willis movie yes yeah. good job maybe so i don't know what that meant but i liked it it's mm. a good movie so m night sham oh, oh, like, it's night called Shum unbreakable joint. unbreakable prequel no, no I say, i'm saying that this is the unbreakable prequel uh look who's talking unbreakable stars bruce willis and he's like a oh un- super, he can't be hurt <laughs> okay <laughs> i thought you were talking about a term, the unbreakable prequel, which I Mac- thought made it's a sense. MacGuffin. It's like a MacGuffin. <laughs> because it's like, you don't want the baby to die in the first one. Right. Because then you, you can't have oh. a sequel. It's like plot armor, unbreakable. Wow. Yeah, plot unbreakable. Armor. That's another prequel. thing. That's also, another plot armor I think I've also melded into MacGuffin. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Wasn't Bruce Willis in another M. Night Shyamalan movie? Six Sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That movie. He was a, he was a M. Night Shyamuse. And whatever that newest one, uh, Glass. Oh, was he in that too? I mean, that was like the the. That was a sequel, like to Unbreakable. Like a sort, it was like a sequel to Unbreakable and um, Split or whatever that other one was called. I didn't see that one. When I think about that scene in The Sixth Sense with like the two <laughs> kids playing with a gun, like it's my dad's mm-hmm. gun. I I can't. And like I just thought about it. I don't want to think about it. God, yeah. I don't Let's remember think that about scene. It. Here's what I think about in that scene, though, man. The vomit. Raid. Yes. I think about the that vomit. Girl underneath when she's just like, I feel better now. Oh my yeah. God. Holy I know. rat man. Woo! That movie is PG 13. No Should way. Because be. it Should traumatized be. all of us. Um, yes. Right. So Back in the, in the end of talking. this movie, Mikey says, Dada. And that is why they get together and get married and make Roseanne Barr the next baby. Although not Roseanne Barr's voice, I think, in this movie. No, is it Joan? It's like Joan Collins. Yeah. Joan Rivers. Joan, Joan Rivers. Rivers. That's why I meant Joan like Joan Rivers. Uh, which would have been much better, frankly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, Roseanne gag. As Jesse said, the now canceled Roseanne. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. So, uh, that's the movie. Look who's talking. It was the baby. In case, like, spoiler, it was the baby. That was the one who was talking. That's who was talking. Yeah. Is it a quest? Yeah. <laughs> Look. Yes. Look. So, why do you think they named it that, you guys? Um, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> although, is it a question? I don't know if there is. Is, is it a that statement? a phrase? Is "Look who's talking"? A f- yeah, that's a phrase. But oh, "Look who's talking," right? When yeah. do you, uh, give me context. So, um, it's like "Look who's talking" is like, um, <laughs> oh my god, why can't I think of an example? It's like when um, you say like. Uh, when, uh, so when, when Bridget uh, like called the baby by the wrong name, if I had been 
Oh, you messed up the name, silly. Bridget would have been, look who's talking, because every single podcast, I get the name wrong. Yeah. That would be an example. Oh, it's, like a, right. it's like a pot calling the kettle yeah, black. exactly. That's okay. what it is. Look okay. who's talking. But, so I think they're taking the, the like, colloquialism and then kind of making it mean something that it doesn't mean, which is just literally look who's <laughs> look, talking. comma, who's talking? <laughs> right. It doesn't really... <laughs> and I was kind of, like, hoping they would, like, say it well do you think i was hoping they would say the title because you know i like to clap uh, but yeah. um most movies we watch do so i don't know what that says about the title the definition is used when someone receives criticism for something by someone else who is guilty of the same thing yes yeah. so you think that there's like a double entendre in this movie who is guilty and who's criticizing who and are they all just terrible people <laughs> katie <sighs> Katie, tonight at 6 p.m. <laughs> Katie's boob a boob talk. corner. <laughs> yeah, boob corner. Um, I don't know. I never thought about I knew, I've only thought about it as look who's talking is a phrase I'm familiar with. And then like clearly who I'm looking at who is talking is that baby. So I never, I never thought of it as like um, the pot calling the kettle black, like a, a hypocrisy thing. Maybe it's like to Kirstie Alley because she's like judgy of like. Yeah james but like she's kind of not really stretch it's not hot stuff or look who's talking look i mean it's it is um i will say that my memory of this movie was the baby talking more than he did because it's not told from his perspective he's in it and when he's in it sometimes he talks and sometimes he doesn't it's interesting i also thought that the baby was a baby like a proper baby you mean the whole time (laughs) <laughs> not 18. Oh, uh, yeah. A proper baby. <laughs> a proper baby. A British baby. Um, but like, that's like, they probably spent, this movie takes place over the course of like two and a half years. Like that kid is I cool. don't think so, but it, the kid thing makes you think so. They use three, four different actors to play the same child. It's and nuts. A puppet. Did we, and a puppet. Oh yeah, five, if you count the puppet. Did we get clarification on how many actors played the baby? No, I guess it looked I think it was up. three. Because uh, I Once looked it up. Wind, I wanted to right? see if that uggo baby turned uh, into oh like a, <laughs> a good looking man. I will and, say uh, that the <laughs> second kid that's like eight months or almost a year and then the third kid that's like two. There's four babies, like four other. actors. Jason Schaller as Mikey, the fetus. Oh, Jared, the fetus. Jared Waterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, it's, it's not. It says Jason Schaller. <laughs> um, Jared Waterhouse as Mikey, the newborn, to age four months. Jacob Haynes as Mikey, age one year. And then That's the one I looked up. Christopher Aiden as Mikey, age two years. So yeah, two years. I wonder if the first person they're giving credit to is actually the puppeteer. It, I don't, well, I don't think so. I think they're- Do you think they hired a real fetus? <laughs> <laughs> but then used puppeteers to assist it. Yeah, um, totally. I, Maybe. All right. Did you guys have any questions? Man, I, you know, I have to say that um, when we were doing uh, my, my sister, Jenny L, when we were doing The Great Outdoors, she said to me, you know what movie doesn't hold up? look who's talking because <laughs> she had just seen it. So I asked her for questions um, and her response was, sorry, um, oh, it's so bad. Hmm. And that's it. So that was her feedback. Wow. I mean, I think she's a nice lady and all, but I, I just want you guys to know that Jason, 
Jason Schaller, uh, the the fetus, <laughs> has an IMDb page, <laughs> and he's it says he's an actor known for "Look Who's Talking," and that's all that's on his <laughs> IMDb. But it, was he a baby or was he a puppeteer? He had to be a puppeteer, right? Also. If- there's a man named Jason Schaller that saved somebody's life in Cincinnati <gasps> in a deadly crash. And Through I puppetry? Well, no. he didn't do a good job of the crash. Oh my gosh. Good point. Oh my gosh. Wait, I okay, I have some actual like live breaking news right here. <laughs> about... Ugh, I I do. I do. All right. Is it about um <laughs> it's about Jason Schaller. Um, damn it. There's, okay, I saw it in the preview, but I'm trying to find it. This is a long article, you this guys. This just it, happened? Uh, I just found it on a really relevant website called MauiWatch.com. Got it. Mm-hmm. Is he um, living on Maui now? No, it's, oh gosh, it says something. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, you guys, you okay? I saw it. You know when you Google something and then you can like see it in the preview, but then yeah. it Yeah, and then how they get you. That's how they get you. It took yeah. me this really long article, you guys, and I'm trying to like skim it. Well, what was the news? It said that the baby Jason Schaller is now grown up. And I hope so. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> aged. By the way, he did, he did not Benjamin John, Button it. Maybe you knew this. Maybe you knew this. But John Stamos, <laughs> my favorite, was the first choice for the role of James. But the producers of Full House would have let him out of his contract. Instead, Michael Keaton, Mel Gibson, Jeff Goldblum, and Griffin Dunn were also considered. Uh, Who is Griffin Dunn? He um, was in Aware American, A Werewolf, an American World in London. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did read that, and I could imagine um, John Stamos in the role, but I think John Travolta did. Gina Davis turned down the role of Molly. She couldn't do another birth scene, is what I was reading after the. All fly. right, I found the paragraph. <laughs> okay. God damn it. All right. And then there's Jason Schaller, who plays moved to Maui. (laughs) No, let me read it. (laughs) Jason Schaller, who plays Mikey, whose only film role was in Look Who's Talking, who is now six foot two dad with three kids on his own. And he works at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And he's a trained singer, actor, and dancer and appears in TV ads from time to time. Wait. So that sorry. doesn't answer our question. What's the at first all. part of it, though? Is he a puppeteer or is he a baby? He was a fetus. <laughs> he, grew, he grew up tall and had kids. <laughs> but he can't be a fetus. Like, they didn't actually stick a camera up somebody. Oh my God. I just found something that I forgot, which was that they made a TV show based on the film. I like oh, saw that. that I, I don't remember that. 1991 and 1992 called Baby that. Talk. That is oh. great. Which starred Scott Bayo and Tony Danza as the voice of Mike. Oh, that sounds familiar. And George Yikes. Clooney was in it. Yikes. Guys. As the puppeteer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, we we need to shift to our Ooh. hummers, bummers, dummers. Because, yeah, I, I didn't have any questions. Bummers and dummers. I did have one question, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, like my, damn it, Katie. I asked if you had questions too a long time damn ago. Late. This is I, a cause. This is a cause. Guys, we're rusty. We're rusty. We yeah. So, um, only because I was watching it um, with my movie watching uh, Couchmate, Cameron, and she uh, takes flying lessons. She's not oh. a pilot, oh. but she's a flying student. And she, she was like, how much was the budget for this film? Because it really looks like they're actually in a plane. Like, it looks like 
John Travolta actually took Kirstie Alley up. So, um, no. Well, oh. isn't he's a pilot, right? He is a real pilot, too. I was thinking about that, that maybe they cheated and That's he's like, just not pick her up. safe. I don't know. I would love well, to I. I looked it up and I think that, um, yeah, the budget is, I think, uh, $7.5 million to budget. So, yeah, I don't know. That seems pretty standard for a movie budget. Mm-hmm. But, like, Phil was um, talking about before, I don't know if it was reported or not. Yeah. But um, it, uh, they filmed a lot of it in Vancouver. Like, yeah. they, they basically, like, redressed Vancouver to look a lot like New York, which is not, like, so, you know, far out. Like, I think they do that a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, I think a bunch of, like, Jackie Chan movies and stuff like that. The L word also filmed in it's pleasant fact. temperatures and cheap and good health care. I assume cheap and Vancouver's. yeah. I've only you driven guys, through it, but it's you great. You guys want to go pretty to Vancouver close. when we can leave the country? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's meet up there. Done. I'm for it. I'm it's closer for it. to me. Vancouver. All right, Vancouver, um, twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Hummers, sorry. Bummers, Dummers. Hummers, Bummers, Dummers. And have um, I been muted this whole time? No, no, we've heard you. All right, thank God. Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Well, I thought you were like miming Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. You were <laughs> muted for that if you were actually. Okay, I was saying. Oh, sorry. Okay, then you, yes, you were muted. Let's start uh, with the worst Bummers. Okay. Well, um, I have a bummer. I have a bummer, but um, I'm going to go quick because we already talked about it. I just don't have another bummer. Um, the like weight stuff bulimia shaming thing that comes out of the gate hot and like they just double down on it like someone's paying them to do it that was a real bummer to me yeah um especially because it kind of started off the movie so that was my bummer i'm i'm pretty bummed out that like kirstie alley's character molly seems like a nice smart lady with friends and she got herself involved with this dickweed who's mm. got a wife that he fat james and like yeah. i just i i I understand the plot device or, or the MacGuffin, if you will, but I just don't think it the just dick me. was a MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I just she's so cute and pretty in this movie, and I just wish she could have like I guess he had to be a jerk. I get it. So that John Travolta could come into her life and her, but you know, she felt like she was maybe settling or maybe she was fearful. Either way, that whole part of it is a little bummer. bummer yeah. To me. yeah. Um this is partly just because we didn't talk about it, but there's, I think, a lo- uh, one of the lines from the babies where, from Mikey, where he's like, don't hit girls. And then I believe he says, what do they say about pushing them? And I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Not cool. Babies already talking about violence. Domestic violence. Domestic violence. Yeah. And ma- making jokes about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. There's a lot of dialogue. Like, um, Actually, one of it was like John Travolta says something like, see, that's how you handle a woman, which like it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. Like he's supposed to be kind of the jerk and Kirstie Alley's supposed to be like the wearing the pants in the relationship, I suppose, quote unquote. But I don't know. There is just a lot of like gender tropes that are kind of not cool. Yeah. And as a person that sort of makes jokes about being (laughs) an awful person. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there's a time and a place for it. And yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't follow through with it or something. It's kind of weird. Right. Um, all right. So, d- dumbers. I mean, I guess I, just, I will say I would have said my bummer was homophobia if I registered it at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't honestly say that. So go ahead, Bridget. Sorry. I think I think I'll just go with uh, yeah, like 
I didn't really fully understand it, but maybe it's just dumb, like how fast Mikey grows up and, or maybe, maybe he does, does grow up and we weren't fully aware that that was happening, but maybe just the use of time and understanding how time works. Yeah. would be helpful. So I'll make that my dumber. Uh, my dumber is going to be just safety in this movie, uh, between just <laughs> child in cars, safety and, uh, old folks home safety, just none of it is great. Like, yeah. This, this world has just very unsafe practice. That's mine. I have two very specific dumbers and I'll go quick because I fear that we've already talked about one of them. Um, did we talk about when John Travolta is flavoring his coffee with breast milk? No, uh-uh, we, no. we did not. What on earth? Like that yeah. is either, cause that's in a bottle. That is either breast milk or formula 50, 50. Why on earth would you flavor your coffee with either? There's no way that kid is drinking like a Royal Farms 2% milk. I so- agree, agree with you, but I don't know that John Travolta would know that. Oh, maybe he just like doesn't yeah. get it at and all. And also there may have been a time in the 80s when you were just giving a bottle full just of- Just straight up milk? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I, I definitely buy that he wouldn't have known that. Um, I couldn't quite decide if it was sort of like a, a baller move or just a dummy move that once he found out, he was like, huh, coffee's yeah. still good. Right. Um, well, he did that spit take first. He does do the spit take. Sure. But he takes yeah. the coffee with him. He's he's going, he to, he's going to drink that coffee. Yeah. So, well, that was my first one. But my second one is when Kirstie Alley falls asleep and John Travolta's like, watch this and carries her into her bed and she doesn't wake up message to all the guys out there if you pick up a woman like that and she doesn't wake up like go to the hospital like can you imagine not waking up if you were being scooped up from like uh, a chair to your bed yeah um, yeah not well without, i mean jeff, jeff carries me to bed every night um but i also <laughs> yeah I'm, and you I'm, don't wake up I never wake up and oh I think God. I should, I think I should see a doctor. And then you just wake up in your bed up the stairs. Yeah, I wake up, totally. up. Yeah. It's a lot of stairs straight oh up. Gosh. Um, what's, what's got you guys hummed? I'll go first. I am hummed up. I definitely love the soundtrack of this movie. Oh yeah. It's awesome. And I think it helps tell the story. I love the montages. I love the dancing. I love the, the toys dancing and I love that John Travolta dancing with the baby. It's just cute. So that's my Hummer. Um, I, uh, Bridget, you had kind of said it like, um, I've, I've like two, two. So the performances in this movie, like John Travolta and Kirstie Alley, first of all, have really good chemistry. And I was reading that Kirstie Alley like fell in love with John Travolta in this movie. I think she's being hyperbolic or just kind of like, um, maybe just sentimental, but um, both of their performances are awesome, and so are Olympia Dukakis's and Rona. Like, I want like a side yeah. plot with that. I could have just watched the other wherever they go when they're not on screen. I would love to be a part of. Um, and then uh, I thought, it, if I'm doing the math right, I think Kirstie Alley is 39 when this movie is released or filmed. Oh, I think she's younger than that. Well, she's supposed to be 34. Okay. I think she's 39 playing 34. Really? And I think that's pretty that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's definitely the opposite of what Hollywood usually does. So I don't know. For a movie that like um, can be a little anti-feminist in some ways, like I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, y'all talked about it before, but just, yeah, the, the parents, um, they're cute. Yeah. And just, I, I like the idea of two parents that have the exact same job 
and they're just like, all love into it. it. <laughs> just, just especially when it's something as boring as uh, what is it, taxing or whatever, accounting. That's the yeah. word. Taxing. Um, Ta- taxing taxing <laughs> uh, yeah oh taxes and taxis yeah oh Ooh, i did not put that together i never did until that moment yeah that's mine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, leads us into what we're wearing and that uh i, I gave away philip's shirt <laughs> 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 which says taxes and taxis and then on the back it says uh in and out in no time flat. Oh man! And it's a, it's like a just. A, I'm is that like a flat like, rate of taxes, or is that Philip, the pun? There's so much. That- there's so many puns that you came up with because it's like in and out of the taxis, in and out of getting your taxes done. It's a sexual pun. You could get a flat tire. I mean, it's all there. So I just, I really appreciate that. And then um, I just really like that you've drawn on some dimples. That's an extra thing to to be John Travolta a little. Chin, chin dimple. Oh, chin. Yeah, it's hard to see yeah. through. I yeah. made it really deep so you could see it through the beard. <laughs> um, I think that's a nice touch, an ode to John. Nice, nice. Uh, Katie, um, I I like to see that you made it political. Um, Always. I don't, I don't know if I agree, but um, it's just a shirt with uh, a little smiling sort of figure on it that says sperm is people too. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, Twist. Every every drops a life. Um, <laughs> every and, drops a life. <laughs> yeah. And on the uh, I went weird with it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> not sure if I can pull this one off, but uh, on the back it says. Wait, can you turn around so I can see Here, it? Here you can see what it says in the back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. It says, Uggos and lesbians are people too. <laughs> Uggos and lesbians. Yeah. I couldn't hey. bring my... They had uh, one that said Uggos and lesbos. I'm like, too slanderous. Too much. I want the full term. <laughs> right. I don't want to piggyback on Philip's sharing of Katie's outfit, but is uh-huh. that... Is it? Did you get that in Ocean City at the boardwalk? I is did. Spray painted? It's, it's very <laughs> yep. airbrushed. It's I got it at, I got it right. at the Sunburst. Oh, it's really I think nice. just the fact that I wasn't going to pull off that joke is what <laughs> really tickled me the most. Well, Bridget is wearing, correct? Just a classy, probably, I don't know if you got it, um, you might have gotten it like Bethany Beach, it seems like. Um, it's just a, like a, a t-shirt, white t-shirt, black drawing of Kirstie Alley that just has fistfuls of money that just says don't worry it's on me i'm quote liberated <laughs> yeah don't worry she'll pay for it yeah thank she's you she's liberated i love this shirt. i like it she's gonna make it rain i love this now, shirt. does bethany beach have like higher class airbrushing than ocean well, city i got it in rehoboth beach oh, yeah sorry, okay. Ooh, the highest of class that's even yeah. better yeah yeah like as you go north it gets a little better mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been a while since I've been there, like at least four years. So um, I think the last time you were there might have been with me. I think that's true, Katie. I got a we. I don't know if you know this, but we played at an arcade and I won a bouncy ball, and I still have it in my car. Aww. Yeah. Do you, do you think about me when you look at it? Yeah, I do. I know you're kidding, but I do, and I keep it in there <laughs> because of that. So. She just bounced. That made me really Bridget. happy. Bridget. Good. Bridget. <laughs> it's not leaving. Well, friends, it's time. 
I never get to go. For, I haven't gone first in a long time, so I'm gonna okay. Okay, because I am. I am really into this this author of this article from the MauiWatch.com <laughs> about Aaron Medeiros. I just want to give him a shout out. Um, he looks like a really nice fella, and I want to. I'm just going to quote him. Um, <clears throat> this movie is full of good feels. Uh, and the director finds a light touch for her lightweight material. She has a keen sense of visual comedy, sharp editing, and a breezy, fast pace. Um, this movie is the highlight of John Travolta and Kirstie Alley's careers. Mm. And like Baby Mikey, this film is charming mm. and irresistible, even three years later. It's for real, bitches. <laughs> Maybe Kirstie Alley's career, but not John Travolta. It's for I real. Mean... And I trust Aaron. He's a good author and he tracked down that fetus <laughs> and found out how tall he was. <laughs> yeah. Six eight, I hear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he gets taller every day. I love this movie. I think it's real. I do think it's really charming and I like the acting and I know there's problems, but Okay. Uh do you want to go first? Or you want me to, Katie? Oh man, I'll risk it and go. So I will confess that um, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you didn't catch I all this. Look who's talking now, and then I'm just too embarrassed to admit it. Calling no. everything a MacGuffin. I've just improvised <laughs> and said MacGuffin and done a boob update, and oh, um, that's why I didn't know. I didn't catch the homophobia because I just literally didn't watch yeah. it. Um, well, so in my sister's opinion of it, kind of Jenny L's opinion uh, wasn't great. It wasn't great, and I'm glad you guys heard it because it, it like, um, colored the lenses through which I watched the film in the beginning. And so I was like, oh, man. And then um, as I watched it, I think that the performances won, won me over. I will say what I could do without would be the talking baby. Like, I just don't need the – I don't need it. And I don't, I don't think that um, – I don't think the title nor the – premise of the film which is like this listen to bruce willis talk i don't think that's for real but i do think that overall the movie is for real like if they just had the regular you said it's people for real, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> that they should have like, just the one talking baby the one with a bad haircut that's yeah I'll, that would be great that. come on can you yeah. imagine if you watch that movie and all of a sudden that baby is ranting about her haircut and then the scene just ends that'd be incredible that'd be amazing. they don't address like who heard that or <laughs> nothing <laughs> just in the middle of a uh, film i would love it i would love it um so i'm also going to say that it's for real you know yeah. it, was, it i agree i mean there was some mild chuckles mainly just the the light bulb joke and the the sandbox I like uh, that was the only thing that was great about the baby talking the rest was sort of just weird and unnecessary um but yeah i think kirstie alley i'm not a huge fan um and john travolta's chemistry uh which apparently from backstories was real uh, that they did they yeah did they have a thing they didn't I don't I don't think they acted on it but I think Christy Alley's sort of gone on record saying she like fell in love with him yeah maybe that's what I was reading but she said she like stayed faithful to her husband which seems yeah. like yikes mm -hmm. that's like a real yeah that seems serious but no it's just there it was just this very easygoing banter and the dancing and the music and everything and it it was a very sort of quick easy movie um, but yeah, I think it was pleasant to watch. Didn't blow yeah. me away, but no. I'm, yeah. You know what? You know what I think would be a good fix for the movie? Like less Mikey, more Rona. 
Yeah, I would love. I mean, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for Rona's sequel anyway. Was Rona the friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I could have done more with the character and Olympia Dukakis too. Like, put them in it more. Why would see Rona and Olympia Dukakis? Like, what if they go on a cruise? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That'd and be funny. I, I think I was taking notes when um, they all rushed out of the dress shop after confronting oh, the yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> she and like, then jumps Ro- on her back. Rona jumps on the back and my couch partner was like, that is a good friend. Yeah, that is like, a good friend. To just that, go to the mat and jump on. And it was like, yeah, what, what happened? Yeah, a good friend. She's that a reminds me of a soccer game I once played in. <laughs> that exactly is, like that. Is that a good friend? Yeah. Mm, that's <laughs> a something. I, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, are you ready for our song? Yes. Big lead up. Still can't place it. Oh, now again. You have to wait. It takes a second. It's so catchy. For the listeners, we're all dancing right now. Yeah, is so that, that plays at the end, right? It plays in the credits. It's my love, open the door. Yeah, yeah Pete. Townsend, it's just the sweetest little song, yeah. and I it's love so it. Good. And I've been, but when I knew we were gonna watch this, because <laughs> encourage Jesse S to pick it. Sure. Um, uh. I was singing this song for like days, and and then finally my couch partner was like, "That's why you've been singing that." Like that's funny. All the way through the end of the movie, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that." I was singing that and dancing as I was walking down the stairs to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, we're we're heading into October, which is spooky slash October movie. Some of us are really close to October. Some of us are like 40 minutes away from October. Oh, that's oh, right. True. We're yeah. going to get there first. Yeah. Uh, okay, East Coast. Where? East Coast <laughs> squeaks goes. Kirstie Alley squeaks goes. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we're famously known for. <laughs> I knew it. Squeaks coast. Kirstie Alley squeaks coast. Um, so we're going to have a few different uh, October themed movies. Yeah. Do yeah. I an- announce next week's? Yeah, do it. Please. So it's going to, since we, Oktoberfest was canceled this year, which was bummer. a big bummer for me. Um, yeah, but in honor was. of, yeah, in honor of that, uh, we're going to do a sort of beer centric movie that's close to my heart and close to my dad's heart. We'll see if we can get him uh, on this. Yeah. But it's um, Strange Brew, that Canadian classic. Uh, I'm excited. I've never seen that movie. But Philip, I was wondering. I know Katie doesn't love beer, but I was wondering if you might suggest some pairing options for our listeners um, to to drink while they watch the movie. Sure, I mean, you don't have to do it right now. Maybe you could share it on our social media. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do it. Yes, I will. I will do some options, but uh, an instant answer would be like Labatt's and donuts. Oh, is donuts a beer or a food? A food. That'd be the food. I'm down for the food. I do like donuts. But okay. I'll, I'll get some more ideas. Do you dunk well. the donut in the beer? It's too too big to fit into the because it needs these needs to be beer bottles. You need to be drinking it out of bottles. Um, yeah, kind of a donut stick like a churro. No, I thought it maybe no you poured the beer into like a little bowl. No, uh, that that's that intense. Good work. And drink it like miso bowl. soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yikes. 
So yeah, we've, we're gonna we'll share those other movies coming up. It's good to be back, you guys. I know. It I'm is. Excited. I missed you guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Look who's talking. Thanks for suggesting it. And you know what? And you know what? And you know, you guys, look who's talking. Look who is talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Toodaloo. Toodaloo.